0: Hello, and welcome to the Neil and Amy podcast. This series of episodes is called Wayfinder.
1: Why? Because this world, the people in it, and the pressures of it can jack you up and they can cause you to lose your way. Next thing you know, you're overweight, unmotivated, frustrated with the relationships around you. Your life shattered in pieces, and you're watching episodes of Dr. Phil and Jerry Springer just to feel normal again.
0: This show is about helping people find joy in the middle of challenges because life is too short to live miserable.
1: Today's episode is titled Safe People Selector, and this is part one of two episodes, and what is super cool is that we have Amy back with us today, and Amy was very clear. She said, I am ready to go, but I'm, I'm not going to be bringing all that crazy. I've got to m- just conserve my energy, so Amy, a very soft hello. Hello.
0: Hello. <laughs> I'm sitting here in my leopard pajamas and comfy robe that my brother Jesse and sister Sarah bought me for Christmas. Dang. And some hospital socks that have those sticky things so if you you don't slip when you're walking and it's on the top and the bottom so you really can't screw up slipping at all.
1: And speaking of walking, you just climbed the flights of stairs to get here. How was that journey?
0: I did. There was probably like 20 stairs, and I was out of
1: breath. Dang. Yep. Glad to have you back. We were missing you. Everybody else is missing you. I must have gotten 100 emails saying, where's where's Amy?
0: I saw that wink to Eric. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you just gave me up. Yeah, I did. Oh, my gosh. And Eric is also with us today, as usual. Hello. So today we're jumping in, and this is a follow-up. If you did not get to listen to last week's episode with Dr. Craig Johnson, we want to encourage you to get back and listen to that episode. It was on the subject of grief and loss, and that episode sets up the direction of today's episode. And uh, as, as, uh, as Craig was speaking, he was talking a lot about how one of the critical components to being able to journey well through grief uh, through loss, and through any aspect of life, really, is to have safe people in your life. So that's the setup. And what we're doing today is we're moving into a concept that Amy and I believe very, very strongly in, and it's that we have to have safe people around us. We have to have people that will journey life with us without you know, judging us, people that love us no matter what. And we have, uh, she and I have traveled the road of lots of ups and downs with with relationships, with people that we've allowed to get too close, we've uh, given a lot to and maybe felt like, you know, at the end of the day, they ended up, you know, hurting us, burning us, and there was a lot of pain that took place through those relationships, so we created this Safe People Selector, and it's actually a downloadable PDF. If you're to go to neilandamy.com and you scroll down, there's a... a several downloads there, but one of them says safe people selector. If you select that, put your email in there, you'll receive this PDF download. And what we're doing today and on our next episode is just walking through training on how we believe you can identify safe people in your life. And so it would be very helpful as we're talking, if you had that up in front of you, so you could even pause this right now, just click over, download that. If you're driving, don't do it. If you're running, not recommended. If you want to look at this later, absolutely awesome, but it is a tool to help you. So let's go ahead, and um, I'm I'm looking at the very top of this PDF download, and what it says up there, just verbatim, it says, what is a safe person? Now, I want to tell you, this is just our definition as we just sat down and wrote some words down based off of our experiences, this is our definition of a safe person. It's not limited, though. It's, there's a lot more that could go into it, but this was a, a short blurb. They are, a safe person is, someone who values you enough to protect you and your relationship to the best of their ability. They have your back at all costs and try to keep you from hurt and harm's way. They shield and guard you when adversity shows up or trouble is near. So there's the definition of what we would say a safe person is. And the way that this selector works is you actually navigate through the selector through a series of gauges and these gauges, what you're rating in these gauges are four key components or four key areas that you um, that you want to evaluate as you're selecting these relationships to be close around you. Those four areas, the first question is, how authentic are they with you? So essentially, you're taking a person that that you, you know, and let me pause for just a second here. This may seem highly mechanical. This may seem like who in their right mind <laughs> is going to actually sit here. And and then, you know, Amy, you were smiling. What were you laughing
0: I, was, I had to move my mic away because I was fucking laughing. Liking,
1: laughing. Oh. <laughs> Why? <laughs>
0: yeah, because it is mechanical, but so is the way that our bodies were created. It's like sometimes we get all weirded out like, oh, that just seems too systematic for for it to be natural and normal. But when you actually stop and pause, it's like, everything in this life is systematic and mechanical. So why wouldn't, why wouldn't we just take a few minutes to process the relationships around us through those same systems?
1: Yeah. Because we even watched a movie the other night. It was called something borrowed is what it was. It was a really kind of a hilarious movie. And the whole movie at the, at the very end, the relationship falls apart and it was, they were best friends. They were best friends forever. They were, they were, they had their BFF necklaces, not really, but they, they were super close. And what ended up taking place is it was discovered at the end of this movie that, that this one best friend was not a safe person to the other, to the other gal. And the one gal was a very like loving and, trustworthy friend, but the other one was lying and cheating and stealing in many ways from the other friend. And it was just like heartbreak after heartbreak. And at the end, the relationship breaks up. Right. And what's really kind of, that's kind of life. That's mm-hmm. what happens. And so tools like this enable us to kind of get on the front end of heartbreak, get mm-hmm. on the front end of hurt and the front end of pain, right?
0: Right. Because if you can get on the front end of it, you can set up some boundaries And that's a great book in and of itself.
1: Yep. I believe that was Dr. Henry Cloud as well, which we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. He wrote a book called Necessary Endings, and I believe he wrote another one called Boundaries. And both of those books are incredible that kind of play into this sort of thinking. So as I'm kind of walking you through, not kind of, I am walking you through a process, this process, you don't have to get overly strict with it, but it will help you determine whether or not somebody is currently a safe person for you and whether or not you should let them closer in. So category one, how authentic are they? You would gauge that category and you would put a rating on them, zero to 10, zero being not, 10 being very well. And then the next category, how truthful is this person? You would gauge that, zero being not, 10 being very same thing for how transparent are they zero being not 10 being very and the last one how eager are they to help you you gauge that as well and you total up those four scores and what that gives you is a potential value and that potential value is out of you know let's say there's a it's a total of 40 points Maybe you know that you need to have somebody land at the 35-point mark before you breach a certain subject with them or before you let them in to a certain space. That's the intention behind this, and, uh, and this is how we try to encourage you to form crews to build you know, safe relationships around you at all times. So what we're going to do over today's episode and the next episode is we're going to take you through uh, half of this Selector today, and we'll we'll go through the other half this next week. And what the first subject is that we want to talk about is this area of authenticity and, and the question, how authentic are they with you? There are there's a sub question that we've written in, and what that is is are they, these are just some questions that help prompt you, are are they the real deal or are they always trying to be someone they're not?
0: Yeah, I would say that. When you're going through this, it would be really important to read those little
1: prompts. P- prompts mm-hmm.
0: before you gauge it, because everyone's interpretation of those four words would be different. Authentic, yes. you everyone kind of interprets them different. So it's really important to go through those prompts before you gauge.
1: Yeah, it's a very good point. Yeah. So you would want to read the questions that are associated, the sub-questions to the main question just to get you a good vantage point or a good idea. Eric, I have a off the wall question for you, but how would you like, what are some words you would use to describe what authentic means specifically?
2: Um, well, I think it's tied to truthfulness in the sense that somebody that is inauthentic is also dishonest. Okay. About, about themselves and their interests and motivations. Yeah. Um,
1: maybe what you could do for me, would you mind looking up synonyms for the sure. word authentic? And so the se- second sub-question to this idea of authenticity is, will they break through the tendency to be shallow and get real with you about their struggles and about their challenges? So it, this, this is important because a lot of times what people will do is is they want to keep things on a very surface level and on a very shallow level.
0: With themselves, but they are sometimes eager and hungry to get all the dirt on you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They want to
0: meet for brunch and have a little conversation, and they want you to be super transparent and honest about what's really going on in your life, and then you turn the table on them and, oh, now it's time to go, and randomly got a phone call, and... Oh, the the babysitter called, and no, no, and you're like, why is this never circle around to being what you're asking of me, and now I'm asking of you? It it yeah. doesn't ever meet up.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Ready for some authentic synonyms? Yes, we got genuine, original, real, actual, bona fide, Boom. true. It's good. And Okay, that's it.
1: Yeah, genuine, kind of like the real deal. Uh, Bonafide, that's a big one. It's like yeah. vetted, like like this is legit. This is the real one. This is not the knockoffs from another country where they were produced for like pennies on the dollar. This is These are the real Nikes. These are the real Oakleys. These are the real Ray-Bans. They're authentic. The real deal.
0: Mm-hmm. Bonafide.
1: Bonafide. Yeah, so authenticity is very very important they they have to be able to get real and they they need to be the real deal there you know the opposite of authentic would be faking it mm-hmm. right there's there's a lot and and don't get me wrong like we don't there's a lot of people who want to keep things on a certain level and that's fine like you there's nothing wrong with having relationships that You know, in fact, there's only a few people that you really are going to have like truly deep, authentic and safe relationships with. And we're talking about relationships that are in the close scale here. So when we're saying, hey, let's let's figure out who these safe people are in my life. You you really can't have, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of these safe people around you.
0: And you can't expect that you're going to have all of these things in every relationship that's around you because it's just not it's not made up like that. You're not it's not meant to be like that. Someone told me recently that, I think it was actually Craig when he came up um, to visit, he said that in a given lifetime, I think it was like three would be the max of a person who actually had a real safe relationship throughout their life. It was like three people would be like the max of someone's life that they had.
1: Yes, totally. And, And what James, another coach, mentor, pastor of ours says, is that is that he calls those covenant relationships. And I also, I kind of want to distinguish a little bit because a covenant relationship is more of a lifelong relationship. Mm -hmm. One, like you and I, we're obviously in the covenant of marriage, right? Mm -hmm. But there are friends, let's say my relationship with John Nash. John Nash is a covenant relationship that for better than 30 years, we've been close. He's been Mm -hmm. one of my best friends. And so now we've journeyed. And I would I would certainly put him in the covenant relationship category. So not every relationship is going to be a covenant relationship. Right. There's only a handful of those. And not every relationship is going to be a safe relationship. There's only a, you know, hopefully more than a handful of safe relationships. Right. but um, But a safe relationship doesn't necessarily have to be a covenant relationship, meaning a lifelong relationship. I feel that that Eric and I have become safe people for one another. And as I've ran Eric, you know, mentally maybe through this, this uh, list. I, he absolutely is somebody that sits at a table with me because he's a safe person. Mm-hmm. I see him to be an authentic, a truthful, a transparent person who's eager to help with the mission that we're on. And because mm-hmm. of that, it's like, no, Eric has a seat at the table. Now I hope that we have Eric for decades and decades to come. Right. But God has plans for all of us, right? And so as those plans materialize, we kind of navigate. I hope that God does not have any other plans for Amy than Neil. Is there anything that you know of that I don't?
0: No, but I do have a list of um, modifications. When you're ready, just joking. I was out. Just had to throw that out there.
1: Yes, make
0: light of situation.
1: (laughs) A situation. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find that information in our exclusive content only.
0: Bedroom talks.
1: by the way we do have a series coming out called bedroom talks and we're excited Amy's like hurry up with this wayfinder stuff we I'm need to really get to the bedroom about talks. The bedroom talks honestly bedroom talks is dealing a lot with these types of concepts though relationships it's dealing a lot with uh, failures meeting needs expectations all that kind of business
0: stuff you don't like to talk about outside the bedroom
1: yeah <laughs> right so back to the s- authenticity issue you know you really want to put people around your life that are authentic people that and you know how are you going to know unless you've spent time with them how are you going to know unless you've had conversations with them unless you've seen them interact you know you can't take somebody's word that they're these and you know i i just i don't you know i don't mean to brag but i'm a pretty incredible uh parent Mm
2: -hmm. you know
1: i I've read all the books and I can recite all the, you know, all the different one liners about how mm-hmm. incredible I am and I follow all the rules and, you know, I, I, uh, you know, whatever you get where I'm saying, you need, the only way you're going to find out if they're an incredible parent is if you actually watch them interact with their kids and you actually have conversations with their kids, right? Because if their kids are spoiled, rotten brats. Yeah who come into every single room and wreck shop and throw fits and chuck toys and, you know, whatever else, and then they want to teach a parenting class. (laughs) I'm going to vote no. Like I'd like a full refund and you owe me money for wasting my time because you're a faker, (laughs) right? So this is just because somebody says they're real and they're authentic, it means nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. The proof is in the pudding, right? That's just the way it is. I, I don't even know what that saying really means, because, but you get the point, mm-hmm. right? So there's, you know, just because somebody says something, it, it doesn't mean it. What you have to do is you have to test. Mm-hmm. Every part of this is a test. So you can't just be like, well, you know, that's why it's so funny. And please forgive me. I know some of you have probably found your spouses over the internet and that's good. But let me just make light of this for a second. You've seen those movies, you've heard those stories where it's like, oh, I actually know somebody who sent thousands of dollars to their internet friend that they just know. They, I mean, their profile picture is beautiful and they're so sweet to me every time they write. And it turns out this was a They've male. They've been
0: trying to get over here to yeah. help take care of them.
1: Yeah, and this was, this was somebody, this was a male who liked females. And it turns out that the other end of the line wasn't a female, it was a male but they got some money out of the deal. It's there's
0: a broken heart.
1: Yeah. So you, you have to have some testing like, Hey, you know, I can't just get another email to make sure that you're real. I actually (laughs) need to spend time with you. I need to see you. I need to come see you. Like there's a vetting process to relationships. Now don't get me wrong. I think Easily, that's one of the coolest benefits of this world's technology is getting to socialize and meet people over the internet. But you can't just meet somebody without actually knowing st- things about them. You you can't call that authentic until you actually have more information. Mm-hmm. And and that's the basic idea here behind authenticity is you know we're not faking, we're definitely real, and and you're willing to because in this sort of context, the purpose behind a safe relationship is that you're able to have good, in some sense, therapeutic conversations. Right. Let's go back to that idea. Every single one of us is walking through pain. Every single one of us is walking through grief, loss. We're all leaving one season of life and entering another one. And because that's the case, we need people to process with. I will say, not just because Amy's sitting here, I absolutely am so blessed that I have somebody who I journey with. In fact, my, my mom was just visiting from Montana. And when she was here, she said, she gave me a hug as she was leaving. And and she she shed some tears and she set sail. And she said, take care of Amy. I know she's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And there was that, that reality that I have somebody to confide in. Um, it's very important that that people that you have somebody to talk to that you have somebody to relate with because as craig said last week we need love and we need love with skin on it it's one thing to say oh god loves you well i okay great i know he does but i need i need a representation of that love in my life And I think that there are many, many people who live life very lonely. They live life very isolated. And so what our attempt is through our training is to help people overcome misery, pain, hurt, all of those things through relationships.
0: And you can do that without being married. You know, Craig, he's not married. He wants to marry you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) He (laughs) well, you better
1: clone you. Right. (laughs) Right. I told him, I, I don't heard. think he can handle a full copy of you.
0: Well, that's probably the truth. I don't think you really have I've, yet yeah, either. I, I'm, not, I'm
1: <laughs> 20 years in. I'm barely riding this bull.
0: Um, It's really easy to, if you don't have like a, a spouse or a partner, to just be bummed out because, oh, I don't have that. But you can find it's not the same kind of love, but you can find that. um, Help me out with words, Eric. The
2: companionship, Yes. You
0: can find companionship. You can find friendship that will meet a specific part of those needs through processing of life. And so to all the singles out there, this isn't, Oh, this sucks. I'm single. This is, Oh, there's hope because on my journey to find my partner on my journey to find my spouse, I can still have this, um, this experience that's going to bring positivity and happiness and joy to my days while I'm in the process of getting to to that, if that's your goal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some people want to stay single, like not get married for the rest of And There's nothing wrong with that. But I don't know that many people who don't ever want to have any good relationships. Right. I can't think of a single person. Mm -hmm. Most people's story is, well, I tried that and I was misinterpreted tried that and it hurt. And so I don't want to go back to that hurt. Mm -hmm. And hurt is a form of grief, right? It's a form of loss. Mm -hmm. I expected that this was going to satisfy my need for relationship, but instead they stepped on my toe and spit in my face. And now I'm out. I want nothing to do with people. Right. You've wind up living up in the mountains, off the grid, growing out a long ass beard,
0: so Fail- failure is <laughs> inevitable, though, in all walks of life. So we just got to remember that in relationships, you yes. know, it's going to happen.
1: My grandpa w- lived off the grid.
0: Your uncle is set up to live off the grid.
1: Yeah.
2: I actually just watched a really cool YouTube video about this guy who lives remote in, Mon- in a New Mexico in a Mongolian yurt. What? Really?
1: Yeah. Whatever is that? It's like a, it's like a. The Mongolian's version of uh, uh, what's the Eskimo thing?
2: Kind of. Yeah, it's similar to that, but what no is more, that Eskimo thing? Igloo? Uh, Igloo. Igloo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's round, but the roof is flatter. Okay. It's more of a sil- cylinder instead of a hemisphere. Yeah.
1: So my grandpa was, I, he wanted to be off the grid. So he had, but he did have a generator, but grandpa's generator it had like wire running out of it to the the single wide mobile home that he lived in. And I remember he always would prime these kerosene lamps and they would like burn. You'd smell them burning. I loved that smell. It was awesome. And then whenever he got real into the day, he'd fire up the old Jenny and it would run this power like straight to this little house and like, rawr, 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 this old generator, right? And what was crazy about it is you had to stay away from certain parts of the wire because whenever there would be a breach in the line, he would just take a piece of barbed wire.
0: Uh. <laughs> this does not sound promising.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he would connect both ends. What? And there'd be just live wire just like cruising around like he was. He, he was a mutt. He was an absolute mutt. Well,
0: that's the term, live wire.
1: Yeah, totally. Huh? Live wire. So he was off the grid. I was trying to say I have deep respect and love and appreciation for people who live off the grid. Mm-hmm. I think that's legit. But,
0: but that's not what this podcast is about, Neil. So no. <laughs> let's go back over.
1: T- time to launch a new podcast.
2: <laughs> Called Off the Grid with Neil and Amy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, But the, the thing is, though, is, is even being off the grid, being away from people, isolation is not something that we're meant for in this life. There's a passage in Genesis that says man is not meant to live alone, right? And it's not good for man to be alone. And that's not necessarily talking about sexual companionship. It's simply talking about the need for real relationships because at that time in in the book, uh, uh, of Genesis, like Adam is is there and he's in the garden and he's got his cows and his sheep and his pigs, which I love to talk to. I, I think that's great. That same grandpa who had the live wire talked to animals on a regular basis. He was, I mean, it sounds like he was a crazy man, but he really wasn't. He just interacted, but that wasn't enough. There needed to be interaction that went both directions and Uh, And so that's the purpose and intention behind this is these safe relationships are therapeutic. They can help you overcome obstacles. They can help you get through, talk through issues. Eric, I I love it when you interrupt. Like I want you to chime in and I see a smirk that's like been resonating
2: on your face and I hope it's something. I'm I'm still thinking about off the grid with Neil and Amy. (laughs) I I was just thinking relationships are good. You should have a relationship. But if that doesn't work out,
1: get a squirrel, (laughs) get a squirrel. Yeah. And um, talk to it.
2: Check out our other podcast.
1: (laughs) Because honestly, when you get hurt, when people mess this stuff up, what the hell would anybody want to go back into relationships with this like over and over and over again, only to get your heart ripped out of your chest and trampled?
0: Yeah. It sounds like a terrible idea.
1: Yeah, it is. And we've done it like Mm -hmm. we've trusted people that Mm -hmm. we never should have trusted. Right. Hey, it's like asking. This sounds sick. It's like like once you know, once somebody exposes themselves for whatever it is that they are. Right. And you keep going back over and over and over again after getting kicked that many times. At some point it becomes your fault. Right. At some point it's just, no, you're stupid.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. You can't do that anymore. Uh, you know, if somebody, if somebody's on what uh, whatever, if if somebody is, <laughs> you just looked at me. Oh, you even rolled your eyes. If you know that there's damage that can be ensued, you're yeah. never going to let your kids go hang out in their house, right? If you do, that's messed up, and it's your fault, and you need to take somebody's parenting class. Yes, right. Like no, like protect. That's mm-hmm. the thing. You're supposed to, and actually. Again, I don't juke too many scriptures on this, but, but this is another proverb. It says that we should guard our hearts, guard our hearts, because from our hearts flow the wellsprings of life. Like that's where if you're well, you're going to be well in your heart, right? There's going to be wellness there. And, and basically everything that we like to talk about, move toward, how we position ourselves is we're trying to help you move to a place of wellness, health, and wellness. Mm-hmm. And this is an aspect of that relationships that are safer, an aspect of your wellness. Mm-hmm. You guys got me on a roll.
0: You got yourself on a roll.
1: Yeah, I did. All right. Anything else on the authentic? Because we can shift to the next question.
0: I don't have anything.
1: Okay. I mean we can talk about this this these could have been extended episodes yeah, for really sure. they really could
0: cuz we have a lot of stories we could
1: We are surface scratching here but at least giving you enough to know mm-hmm. how to move forward. Okay, so the second category that you are running or or classifying a relationship in is in the around the question how truthful is this person? And as we pre-talked this episode, Amy had a pretty great vantage point on this truthful uh, subject. So the the sub questions to this are: Will they tell you the truth even when it's difficult? Mm-hmm. What did w- go for it? What do you got there? Well,
0: first of all, just to set up like what it, if a person is truthful or not? I think it would be important to share some mistakes I've made in those types of relationships with people. I think if you're the type of person who wants to look at the glass half full, you can chalk a lot of these signs that are coming at you that this person's not safe or not not a true person as, think quote-unquote, thinking the best of them. And that can get you in a lot of trouble. It's gotten me in a lot of trouble because I'm thinking the best of them. I'm thinking they have my, the best – my intentions are – you know at the top of their list
1: can i interject so yeah. this idea of love like love bears all things love believes the best right, right? so so truth and love are actually different but they are companions right, right.
0: Yeah. so it's easy to to get them mixed up yes. so i've had this happen multiple times where i actually think that the person is being is going to be true truthful to me even though i can see their closest relationships they're not even truthful with their closest relationships for instance i had a guy in my life who had a habitual problem of lying to his wife about the simplest things and then some complex things yet when he was talking to me and telling me his side of the story or you know what's going on in his life because i was being a safe person to him I actually thought that he was being truthful to me. A few years later, I figure out he wasn't. Right. But in that moment, you actually think the best of the person. You're like, oh, it's just that complicated relationship over there. Oh, you know, they don't have a good relationship with their parents. Oh, it's just a complicated relationship over there. Oh, the last three jobs that they've worked, there's been a problem with their boss. Oh, those were just complicated issues, but over here in my relationship with the person, we're on the up and up. Yep. No, take those as red flags. Yes. And really start to think, what if this person is a truthful person? There shouldn't be a lot of that going on out there. Yeah. You shouldn't have to be walking through life with this person coaching them on how to be truthful to their wife or their Whoever else is close, their best friend or whatever, that shouldn't be a thing. And then all of a sudden they bounce over to your relationship and now they're automatically a truthful person.
1: Yeah. So you're like, take, you're essentially saying, take the cues. Yeah. At, you know, as we're looking around, it's about vetting in the same way with authentic authenticity. Like we want right. to vet this, we want to make sure it's accurate. And if you can look around and it's like, no, there's, that's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. So then, okay, we are we shouldn't be so naive as to think that they, are, are not lying yes. to us. And I'm as not well.
0: talking about rumors about a person.
1: Different. No
0: one should be taking a rumor about a person and taking that as like God honest truth. Absolutely. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about real life instances yes. where you're like having to mediate a conversation between a husband and wife about telling the truth. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Like those should be cues. Like, oh.
1: Yes, that's good. It's really good. So then, second sub question is will you let them? Or uh, w- no, excuse me. Will they let you tell them the truth, even when it's difficult? Is there a way to break that down that you have, or you want? Well, more? I didn't
0: actually break down the first one. Will they tell you the truth, even when it's difficult? Mm-hmm. And um,
1: it's like when it's hard, like when it's hard to yeah. say. It's like wait a second. I like, don't want to is... let
0: this out of uh-huh. my my heart. I don't want to let this out of my gut.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I am scared to tell you something because you might think differently of me or you might use it against me or uh, your opinion of me is going to shift. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to tell you, but...
1: It's embarrassing. Yeah, Uh,
0: yeah. But there's, I mean, there's so many positive things that come out of that if that person really is safe to you when you let that off your chest. I mean, that's the whole idea of why people go to therapists is to get it off their chest. So there's actual power in the letting... Letting it out and letting it go. Yes, but you do need to make sure it's a safe person when you do that.
1: Absolutely. I was thinking back to that uh, passage: "Guard your heart, for fl- from it flow the well springs of life." So, when sometimes you think of guarding, a lot of times people think of constructing a big wall. Yeah. Bricks. My so heart no is now guarded. Him. But that actually is not the best illustration for what this point is because if you build a wall around your heart, then the good stuff doesn't get in there yeah. either. It keeps everything You're isolated. out and that's where isolation comes in. So rather, you've got to think of it a little bit more um, maybe along the lines of- yeah, A like shield. A, yeah, shield. Yeah, or I'm, I don't, we just watched a movie called Wimbledon and it's super cute and that's I just like it. So I'm thinking of a tennis net. Right. And you're like standing on the one side of the net, and on your side, like that's your space, that's your heart. And on the other side, there's a bunch of knuckleheads and really cool people that are launching balls your way Mm -hmm. and the red balls those are the things you need to smack out and like shield them away like get them out send them back where they came from but those green balls it's totally fine let them land on your side let those into your heart so it's like each thing that comes at you guarding your heart's more like that it's like oh yep let that in that's good nope not that that's Mm -hmm. not and you're protecting it um, rather than building a wall around it, because the wall you can hide, you can isolate. But yep. this other thing, it's not, nope, full view. I'm living life. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being, in some sense, aggressive to guard my heart because there's a lot of things that are coming at me every day. Some positive, some not so positive. Mm-hmm. So that was an illustration that came up on that guard the heart thing.
2: Yeah, I was, um, I was thinking of like a literal guard standing there with like a spear. Yeah. he's like, okay, you're good. Yep. Oh, that's you're not. good.
0: Yeah.
1: Yours is way better than mine.
0: <laughs> I, I, I like the tennis
2: ball <laughs> analogy, too. Thank you.
1: Yeah, it was not coming to mind, the whole actual guard standing at the door. but, but well, Let's hope true. it's
0: not the guard that stands outside the clubs, that if you... If you have like the short enough skirt, and the sequins they let you in because that's you've happened gotten to me. us into
1: a lot of cool places yeah. with your skirts, and
0: that's not always the best idea.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding, you've never got. But do you remember that? Yeah, that one time? one
0: time when we were with Scott and Nicole and Cody and Jenna, and you, you we think had you got us fast sequins. passes? I know we got us fast passes. Uh, okay, you don't remember that? We walked up, and the the guy thought we worked at one of the clubs, and, and pretty
1: much all I remember from that night is dancing on the podium. Because it was just really fun. That's what I remember. Okay.
0: Well, we got in free.
1: (laughs) Fun fact. 51st floor of the Rio.
0: No, it wasn't that one.
1: Oh, where was it?
0: It was in Caesar's Palace. Yeah. Back on track again. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Last
1: question of the truthful is, will they take the truth? And then turn around and trash you with it behind your back. Mm. you know those little like vacuums <laughs> that roam around looking for the juiciest secret that they can learn about you mm-hmm. and they they do it very slyly they they do it up. with
0: your best interest at heart. Yeah. They just had to share your story with someone else yeah. because they, they could connect with you.
1: And they might be able to pray for you. Right. And they sit down with their cup of coffee and their smile and they're like, they fold, fold their leg and you know, they put their leg across their leg and they say, So how are you?
0: Yeah. Grab your hand. Just- oh.
1: oh, I bet that's hard. I bet that's really hard. They're like fishers for drama mm-hmm. they're like fishermen for rumors they're like looking for your deepest darkest secret and then as soon as they get it they're like uh, 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 Yep. now to facebook no no now, it's, it's much, it's much more sly than, than that, that. Mm-hmm.
0: it's like i had to tell this person because it was your story was just upsetting me so much I just had to let it out yeah
1: like I, I mean I heard what you said and at first I thought I could handle it and then I couldn't and it just started to almost get me sick and so then I had to just like spit it up all over everybody I came in contact with because that's the only way I was going to feel better
0: yeah and and we say all of this because <laughs> we've actually walked me, through know. it all
1: We've been the subject of many family dinner tables, according to friends who got sick of other friends talking trash about us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Watch who you tell; you never know. Yep, they could tell the other person again. It's like it's it's, it's nuts. You gotta you gotta know you gotta know um, who it is that you're you're talking to, and truth is critical. Um, but I do think that that the idea of you know truth and love. Mm -hmm. just yesterday or the day before um, for the fresh food drive that we have going on in the Kern River Valley. um, We are, we, you know, we have a thousand boxes of food that were donated to our organization in order to give them away to people. And a man pulls up and he's weathered, you know, he's a weathered man. Uh, He had, he had this like Indiana Jones style hat on. He had, uh, very like a decaled up truck, like Toyota Tru- Tundra, pulling this trailer with tools in it and super, you know, like hardworking looking guy. He's literally tatted like hands all the way up with some pretty decent looking artwork. And, and he, but he's weathered, like his face is extremely wrinkled. And he, he says, Hey, are you giving away food? He And I, I said, yes. And he says, says, so, is there anybody to talk to around here? And so I stepped down and I talked to him for a minute. And essentially what this guy says is he's like, you know, I've been hurt so many times in my life by people who just like, they try to tell me the truth, but the truth that they're telling me is literally just to cut me. It's literally just to hurt me. And he was talking about how like people just will drop essentially like these truth bombs and for no greater, like they weren't helpful. They were just hurtful. Mm-hmm. And, and that thought of like the truth and love came up because love is a, is a critical component to safe relationships. If you look at like a definition, a biblical definition of love, it would be patient
0: kind,
1: doesn't envy. You know, if somebody's wrapped up in envy, if they're actually envying you, then typically they're going to have a slant or a spin on you. And, and then now they're going to try to like cut you lower because they're jealous or whatever, you know, so it's patient, kind, doesn't envy, doesn't boast,
0: doesn't keep a record of wrong, doesn't
1: keep a record of wrong, um, it bears all things, believes all things, it hopes all things, it endures all things, mm-hmm. it never fails. It thinks the best. That's yeah. what love does. And so if I have um, something that I need to share with Eric and I approach Eric with a loving like desire, like I, it's truly because I respect Eric, I want the best for Eric, then and only then should that truth just be, come come out you know to the forefront because if it's not my intention then a lot of times all i'm doing is i'm wounding without actually bringing healing exactly so it's very and important. you can
0: you can say something that's truthful in a very loving way that is not i'll never forget um i the first time i ever did a sermon on a stage and then one of the pastors on our team afterwards wanted to just lovingly express that it was really good, but I'm just really, my personality is just overbearing and too boisterous and that it actually makes the people in the audience, you know, feel uncomfortable because it, I'm just so raw. And I remember thinking... How is this ever going to, like what you just said to me, how is that ever going to help me in the future? Because now I have this in my head every time I have to get up on a stage and speak for an hour or 45 minutes or whatever time it is. There's so many ways that someone could say that without saying it like that. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is, is that even true or is that just a personal opinion of a personality flare up or whatever, you know? Did someone really even say that or was that kind of a dig to bring you down to whatever level that they that person that is in your life wants you to be on,
1: yep.
0: it's not putting wind under your wings. And I think that that is probably a good filter. If if what you have to say to somebody that's in your life that's a close relationship relationship, if it's not putting wind under their wings, then you probably shouldn't be saying it. Yeah, because you can you can really put wind under somebody's wings and help them be a better version of themselves. So many other ways than just pointing out the obvious things that they could be working on.
1: Right. Essentially, the guy's saying, hey, don't be yourself. Because yeah. when you're being yourself, it really messes uh, yeah, everyone you know, else up. Yeah. yeah. There's called other places for them to go. Right. That's like we're meant to be ourselves. And right. Yeah. So that. Yeah. Um, so had a different train of thought that I wanted to bring up because as you were saying that it was making me think of the proverb that says faithful, which means good, mm-hmm. right? Are the wounds like the wounds, meaning the the things that hurt. Mm-hmm. So faithful or good are the wounds from a friend. Mm-hmm. And essentially, that's saying like it's okay to speak hard words if somebody's actually being your true friend. Right. But if they're not, if their intention is to mm-hmm. hurt you, to cut you down, that's why the motivation of, of somebody's the, mm-hmm. heart, you know, and, and as those motivations get exposed, that's how you determine whether or not they should be brought into that circle with you or not. Right. If it's very evident that, wow, their their motivation is actually selfish. Mm-hmm. It's more selfish ambition or gain than it is for, you know, for the benefit of me, benefit of the circumstance, benefit of, you know that that is where you make the assessments and you go, you know what? Yeah, this this relationship I need to be more careful with mm-hmm. and I need to hold at more of let's say an arm's length mm-hmm. or maybe an arm's length isn't long enough for some relationships you might need to have five arms lengths away, right. right? But you do have to determine who gets to be closest with you. Mm-hmm. And only those that are safe should be closest with you. Some need to stay at the outer circles. They can be acquaintances yeah. that you see every once in a while. You give the little knuckle up at the at the party or whatever, and then you walk on down the line. Others, you sit and socialize a little with. Others, you bear your heart. But if you do the the those things with the wrong people, it ultimately hurts you. Mm -hmm. And so that is what this idea of safe people selecting is all about. That's the first half of our safe people selector. There's a lot more content and specifics on this. And um, you're, you know, always encouraged to journey with us. Um, We do have a book coming out called wayfinder. That book is actually going to be very helpful in helping you identify some of these relationships as well, because In order for us to find our way, it's very important that we have relationships around us that help us find our way. Mm -hmm. There's wisdom, it says, in a multitude of counselors, in a multitude of wise counselors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You you can also get your counsel from fools, and you can get a little bit stupider. Right. And I think that's where, isn't that where girls went? Like, was it?
0: No, it was actually guys. Guys. And I think they ended up something about Jupiter or something.
2: <laughs> I, I'm i not getting the reference.
1: You're not? No. Um, something stupider. So I can't oh, remember. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Like the playground yep. dig.
1: Do you male have it in your mind though? Female? Because I yeah. don't. What is it? I can't even remember it.
2: It's something about go, go to Jupiter to get more stupider. stupider? Yeah, guys <laughs> go to
0: Jupiter to get more stupider.
2: Yep. Or something like that. Oh, Girls
0: go to Mars
1: to get more candy bars. That's the version I heard. Oh, is that
0: like a big butt juke?
1: Yeah, probably. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> anything to add? Any uh, final thoughts from either of you guys?
2: Uh, safe people selectors on neilnamy.com for free.
1: Awesome. And you can pre-purchase a copy of Web uh, <laughs> Wayfinder mm-hmm. on that website as well. And I, we are also super interested in hearing some of your, um, some of your input, some of your stories. If you have a story of finding your way, if you have a story of, of safe relationships or relationships that have hurt you, that you've overcome any of those types of things, we're just looking for interaction. And we, for the first couple of people who send us an email to info at neilandamy.com, we'll send you a traction planner just for engaging that. All right, I think that does it for this episode and we Thank will you see guys you on the next Thank you guys for tuning in.
0: We'll see you soon.